You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 260. I'm Tina. I'm Carrie. And I'm Sarah. Hey, that sounds different, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Where'd all the men go? <laughs> well, we only have one in here, but he's not yeah. talking tonight. <laughs> he is under strict rule not to. <laughs> so welcome, everyone, to Girls' Night Out. Woohoo! Nice. So in the house, we have Miss Carrie Tabone. She's the small business owner of the Simple Scone, mother of two beautiful children. So not only is she a successful businesswoman, but she's also juggling a lot. And to add to that, she's also wife of our very, very much beloved Pastor Chris Tabone. And we also have in the house Miss Sarah Flannery, who is also juggling many hats. Now you're an educator because you have to homeschool your children. (laughs) Also the mother of two lovely girls. And um, and you're married to our very, very good friend, Mr. Ray Flannery, who is a host of the Battle Podcast. Yep. You may know him as Ray Ray all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad you guys agreed to do this. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And again, yes, it's ladies night and we are just going to have some girl talk and keep it real and just share our hearts with everybody that's listening. So usually with the guys, we banter a little bit and we ask each other about our weeks. So what was your week like, Carrie? Let's see if I can even remember the week. (laughs) Um, That's what it feels like these days, but it was was busy. So my, both my girls are at school and, um, and then dealing with my business, my scone business has been picking up. So I've been really busy with that. I've been up since 4 a.m. this morning baking away. So, um, and then my husband has finally got his paperwork turned in that he's been doing hardcore for the last two and a half weeks. So have hardly seen him. So it'll be nice that 
that's office plate and we can do some family stuff together. Awesome. So it sounds like things will hopefully kind of move towards normal instead of like full throttle. Yes. Yes. So that's great. How about you, Sarah? Gosh, uh, this week's actually been pretty good. Say I'm busy. Got, you know, my kids in school and extracurricular activities this week, especially the end of the week is very busy for me. Uh, And then you throw on birthdays and, you know, family coming in town and things like that. So it's always nice to get with family. We don't get to see them very often. Sometimes they don't live too far. They're in Ocala, but you know, when they come down, it's nice because it's hard when you got kids to just, you know, even though they're not that far, it's like, we got to go and get to see them. And then it's like stuff happens and life happens and just don't get to. But this week, it's a definite they're coming here. So there's no excuse. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. So you both have had a really busy week so yeah, far. So far. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the mantra of women, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, we wear multiple hats like 24 hours a day, we're constantly just giving and pouring out and doing. And it's hard to juggle. It is. It is. Even, I mean, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but, you know, everybody asks me, what do you do all day? I'm like, don't even ask me that. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't go there. (laughs) I think as women, we definitely need a strong support structure. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yes. Scheduling is my thing. I like to be organized. So especially if I have, since I have my oldest, she's in high school, but she's at home. She's homeschooled through um, Florida Virtual. So, you know, I'm constantly bouncing in, making sure she's okay. She's on track. Right. You know, um, luckily I don't have to keep track of her grades or anything because that's another full-time job. I give major props to the teachers for I doing know. all that. They're I, amazing. They are. They're they, great. They so, um, yeah, keeping on top of that. You know, housework, my husband's schedule, making yeah. sure, you know, where, where are you going to be? Where am I going to be at, you know, during the day? And so, yeah, definitely have to keep your your schedule. And then always, what's for dinner? Yeah, right? I'm just <laughs> going to say that, Sarah. That I'm like, question. for some reason, we're always appointed the ones that, <laughs> yeah. you know, the little chicks look to and say, mm-hmm. feed me, feed mm-hmm. me. You All know? the time, especially with two teenagers I have now. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And they're girls. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I was like. They gotta have girls. Oh no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I come to find out. You had you guys had the girls and I had the boys. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I, just so you know, it does not matter. <laughs> teenagers are teenagers when it comes to food. I believe you. <laughs> well, you know, I do want to mention to the listeners that um you've both been on uh well, you Sarah have been on God Stories Radio. Mm-hmm. Um your session was session two twenty-eight. It was called Weed Christian. So definitely go back and check that session out if you get a chance. And um Carrie was actually on one of our sister podcasts, um, Conquering Business Giants, um, who Mr. Dennis Huff is the host of that show, along with uh, Pastor Anthony Macanago. I hope I said his last name right. Um, yeah, I, that's a tough one to say. Um, but uh, <laughs> you definitely were on their show talking about the small business perspective right. and a, a woman-owned business and right. so forth and just being a Christian in business in general. So if you guys get a chance to check both of those podcasts out, please do so. Um, Conquering Business Giants is on all major platforms, so you should be able to find it. And it has scone in the title for yours, right? Yes, I can't remember the title (laughs) Dennis gave it, but yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, you know, I just feel like, like I was saying, 
we definitely need a strong support structure because we're doing so much and we can't just keep doing it forever. We have to have people that we lean on, people that help us and people that we can turn to and just people we can take a break with. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that looks different for everybody. Um And I think it also looks very different for people who are in the church or not in the church. What's been your experience with that, Sarah? Um, Well, I I grew up in the church. Actually, went to a Christian school uh, from kindergarten all the way to halfway through my senior year. It closed. Oh, wow. And so I ended up um, at the public school uh, for the last half of my senior year. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but hindsight 2020, that was all a God thing because if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have got the job that I had, which is where I met my husband. Mm-hmm. So that was all, you know, God lining things up. I had, pff, I had no idea. You know, I was not thinking that. I was thinking, you know, how to graduate. I got to, you know, keep my mind on school and college. And God's like, eh, I think I'm going to spur you over here. And you guys have been married for 20-something years? 21 years. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. We still like each other. (laughs) That's important. (laughs) Sure is. Communication is key. Right? Yes. I'm at 15, so. Oh, nice. Very good. It's very rare you find that anymore. I know. Over over 10, it's like, you know, it's it's a big hurdle. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you both. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll go backtracking just a little bit. Um, growing up in the church, um, you, you just kind of got this idea of um, how people should act and how things should go. And, you know, you're learning things that public schools aren't teaching because I had Bible class. I had uh, um, what they call it, chapel mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody had that. Only Christian schools had that. Um, So I guess you could say I grew up kind of sheltered. But as I got into um, middle school, there's a little bit of disruption in the church. And um, the school I went to was a part of the church. And some people didn't think it should be a part of the church anymore. They had a different idea of the direction it should go. So, and again, I was like 13. So I had no idea what the adults were talking about kind of thing. All I knew was our school might be splitting. I'd be losing, you know, half of my friends, you know, because they got to go where their parents are telling them. So um, I lost, you know, a lot of friends that way because, you know, they're listening to their parents and what they're telling them. And your parents are telling you something different. So it's like, you know, why can't we still be friends? And so it's a little, it's a little weird, but. Um, you get through it and thank God I had parents that had level heads, you know, at the time I didn't understand, but they prayed a lot. They, you know, kept that connection with each other and, uh, they got count, you know, counsel from their peers, you know, who was staying, who was going and why. So, um, it was, it was interesting to see, you know, even something as terrible as that happening, you could kind of see God working in it. Um, and then, um, so it split my eighth grade year, you know, ended in middle school. So, I mean, it, it was bad, but it kind of wasn't because, you know, kids are going from a different middle school to a different high school, normally in a public school. Right. It was a little weird for us because our whole, you know, kindergarten up to 12th grade was all in the same school. So, um, 
yeah, it was a little, it's a little weird, but you know, we transitioned into high school and we got smart or my class at least was smart. And they're like, you know, we need to start saving for our senior trip. So, um, we started doing that. We had an economics class, started saving. Um, we made a deal with the church that all the money we made would get put in a certain account and we signed a little contract with them, making sure everything was in order. You know, there was no miscommunication. Um, kept track of all of everything that we did, all of our profit, everything, where everything was going. Uh, we designated a treasurer to keep track of it. Um, and we also had a, our economics teacher, you know, in communication with the church as well. Um, well, when the school uh, decide, started kind of deteriorating um, about my my junior year, started really getting bad and we knew stuff was starting to happen. Um, well, kids started getting pulled out by the handfuls every day, you know, because parents were getting drift of things. And um, so um, our teacher came to us one day and she's like, well, our money is gone. We have, they let us keep $300. So y'all can do whatever you want to with that. Wow. <laughs> it's like, what? yeah, it was, it was crazy. We're like, what were we, you know, we signed a contract. We had everything in writing and she specifically told us to do that. So we wouldn't lose our money. Mm-hmm. So um, basically church kind of took that over and, and overrode what we did and said, no, you got to give, you know, whatever you can back to these parents that are pulling their kids out. Cause they're, you know, they're wanting their money back, especially the ones that paid for the year up in, in advance. So um, yeah, that, that was their negotiation that we got to keep $300. Wow. So yeah, it was, that was crazy. But um, I, how did that leave you feeling? It left me feeling kind of uh, in shock because it, it was Christians that were doing this. And it was like, uh, don't they know that, you know, a contract is binding and, you know, even though it's, it's a business deal you're still a Christian and you got to keep your morals about you. And mm-hmm. that was just, you know, wrong. You know, we felt robbed of that. We worked really hard for that, you mm-hmm, know, and right. then it's just gone. And uh, kind of put a little bit of distrust in adults mm-hmm, because they're supposed to, you know, look out for you and teach you how to do things the correct way, not that way. So it was, it's a little confusing, especially at that age. Yeah. And I think, but, you know, you bring up a point that our pastor, Chris Tabone, actually brought up also in one of his services, which was, um, you know, sometimes you end up with these bad experiences, you know, and that's what you hang on to. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I can't forget it because he was talking about avocados. <laughs> <laughs> And that the first time he tried an avocado, he was just like, oh, no. <laughs> but then he discovered guacamole yes. <laughs> and it changed his life. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, his point was that even though you've tried something one time and it was disappointing or it hurt you or it failed you in some way, it doesn't mean that that's going to continue to be your experience. Right. And luckily that has not continued to be your personal experience. No, no. I, um, luckily I had my, like I said, I went back to my parents again, you know, explain the whole situation, you know, that's wrong. And it's this, and they're like, you know, it, it, they're human. It happens, you know, um, you can't fault God for that. You know, don't lose your relationship with God over something like that. 
yeah, it happened under Christian school. Yes, they were supposed to be Christian, but they're still human. You know, they took a business angle to it, whether it was right or wrong. Um, you don't let that ruin your relationship with God, you know, and I'm glad they said that because there have been situations, you know, you go into churches and then you find things out and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this stuff happens in churches, you know, and hypocrisy lives, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I think we're the worst offenders sometimes, but, um, yeah, but you got to keep that morality about you and that presence of mind that that's not that's not God. That's somebody that has gone astray that, you know, maybe didn't pray about it. Maybe they got panicked and just did what they thought was right in the moment instead Mm -hmm. of really focusing on what God wanted them to do with it. Maybe that was what was supposed to happen so we could learn from it. I I don't know, but um, I I try to always take things like that and say, what was I supposed to learn from that? You know, it it was bad, but yeah, there there was something to be learned from that. Something good has to come out of that. And I think that's where um, my faith gets stronger. Yeah. Is just keeping that focus on um, things above and not things, you know, here in your immediate. Because once you get sucked in, it's easy to stay there and not want to get out of it. You just want to sit there and just be depressed. Kind of and doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And get mad and, you know, start to get depressed and all that. And it's like, can't do that. And um, luckily, I, you know, I think that's why God had me meet my husband so soon because mm-hmm. he's been my rock for that. You know, I start getting, oh, this happened and this happened. And, you know, I'm a little dramatic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> brings Women back. do that, you know. Brings you back. Yeah, he brings me back. He's like, well, take a breath, take a beat. You know, let's pray about it. Let's think about it. And then, you know, once I do that, then I'm like a totally different person. Then I'm like, okay, it's like starting, you know, hitting the reset button. I almost get more upset at my husband for t- calling yes. me out and be yes. like, no, you're not right. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you're not supposed to be right. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I and I do that. I'll lash out. But then I we've realized, you know, we need to take a, take a beat. Let me soak it in. Let me... Yeah, exactly. I got to process. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm among my people. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm the processor too, right? My husband loves to tease me about that um, because he's like Johnny on the spot, you know, quick-witted. Oh, yeah, that's my husband too. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, okay, just give me a second. I got to think about this. Yeah, I got to process it. Yeah. Um, I might come back tomorrow, but (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have people. (laughs) You're not alone. No, as I say, you're not alone. Thank you. Um, But you know what, Sarah? I like a point that you brought up, which is that, you know, you had to turn to God Mm -hmm. and you had to work on your um, communication with Him. Right. And build that communication. Yeah. And I think, you know, even if you were at, Maybe if you were older, because it wouldn't have been appropriate as a teenager to right. to have that discussion with those people who were above exactly. you. Exactly. But you know, if we were in a situation where we've been disappointed like that, we could learn how to build that communication and make that something that you know doesn't separate us or give us an ugly taste, right. but allows us to kind of work through it. Yeah. Um. Carrie, do you have some experience with any of that? Well, I, I think we all do in some aspect of our life. Um, and that's the area of just asking for help in these situations or 
when you're at this point of something awful happening to you and you just, you don't know what to do. You, you've prayed about it and it gets you so far, you need to release it to someone else or possibly just find that outlet to talk. So uh, usually an outside source sometimes would be the best because they don't, they don't view it um, so personally as you do. So like an independent third party. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not, yeah, non-biased. Yeah. Non- <laughs> yeah. So there, I don't have for mental health these days, I, I totally, totally 100% back all our um, therapists out there um, and people going to talk to somebody, whether it's big or small, um, we need that outlet and we shouldn't feel ashamed for asking for help in any situation as small as like, hey, um, can you go pick up my kids today? I, I got stuck in traffic or I got stuck at this meeting, but I really, I really need help getting um, the kids. Or tends to be our bigger thing, yeah. you know, yep. be parents. Yep. That's but um, we don't have to shuffle through life alone, and we shouldn't feel ashamed for looking for others to help. And I, I tend to feel we, we kind of become this cop out of presenting ourselves as that person be like, Hey, you need help? Let me know. Call me. Um, how many times does that person actually give you that call? So, you, right. and how many times have you received that call from the person? So, uh, my biggest, biggest thing talking about communication is we need to communicate with one another, especially within the church with our brothers and sisters in Christ to find that community and know that People do want to help. They feel better when they actually help someone. And when they feel like when I ask, if I ask any of you girls, I, I'm not in the closest relationships yet with you guys, but I'd love to. And I think I could still be like, hey, Sarah, I just met you the other week, but could you, could you help me? You, I mean, could you help me uh, with a car issue or I, I can't get somewhere? Could you, could you pick me up? Or I, f- I feel like we should come to a sense where we're confident enough to ask for help. And sometimes we need to be that first friend too to mm-hmm. ask for help, to open that door for others to be like, oh, she asked for help. I, I, could, I can ask for help too now. I don't have to feel ashamed. I don't have to feel like, oh gosh, I'm going to be a burden to someone. But, I think it's really important for us to act like a bridge and do that. Correct. You know, and help bridge people to God by showing Him through our actions. Um, you know, and and being a servant Correct. and helping yeah. other people. I, I think women are fantastic at this. Um, but a lot of times we're so busy, we might not even yeah. notice, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can say that of myself. And it's hard to slow down sometimes. But, you know, especially in these stressful times with COVID, I right. mean, we really need to be um, caring about other people and being that bridge and reaching out and finding, making that connection because we are so separated, making that connection to say, Hey, Carrie, how are you doing today? Because like, we haven't talked for weeks mm-hmm. and I don't even know what's going on with you, but you're on my heart. And I just want to know how you're doing, right. you know, and really mean it when you yeah. say it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, even if it's sincere. bad, you know, you're there to, you know, help them. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why do we ask people, hey, how are you doing when we really 
don't care or want to hear the response. Yeah. Right. Mean, why why do we passing. do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then just don't ask the question. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Why, why are we asking it? It's like drilled into our brain. Right. Yeah. Just say, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're awesome. Yeah. Have a yeah. good day. Yeah. <laughs> That is code for don't want to hear <laughs> about it. <laughs> Are you awesome? I'm awesome. I'm good. <laughs> See ya. I know. And uh, we have those days, right? We have oh, those days where we just don't have time. We're totally taxed out, but we need to make time, I think, is part of the point. And yeah. we need to pay attention to other people because other people are hurting out there. Right. And the church is not a bunch of perfect people. It is a hospital for the broken. Exactly. So you are going to find lots of broken people there. So don't be surprised if you end up with a bitter taste because (laughs) somebody rubbed you the wrong way. It's going to happen. Right. Hurt people, hurt people. That's right. That is absolutely right. So don't be shocked. And if you've had a bad experience, don't be afraid like you might discover your guacamole somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't the right church for you, or maybe that wasn't the right day at that church right. for you. Exactly. Yeah. Don't give it just that one time because you might have just caught them on an off day. Right. right. You know, I, I used to um, greet at my church and I've had, you know, you can't really talk to people because, you know, you're right. greeting them at the doors or going by, you know, and I've had a couple people, you know, oh, that was so great. It spoke right to me. And then you've also had same same night, I did not feel anything. The spirit of God was not here. And you're just like, what? <laughs> you know, but, you know, God speaks to specific people on specific issues. So it might not just have been their night and it happened to be somebody visiting. Right. So I made a point to say, well, you know, don't count it out. Try try us again. You know, you might just had an off night, you know, something, you know, who knows? I don't know what happened, what her day was like, but yeah, it's like, just try it again. You know, but I don't try to push that because I know they got to, you know, find their their guacamole, like you said. You know, I think listening to preachers is a lot like that, too, because like there are some that you really resonate with and there are some that just grate you the worst way. Like you're just like, oh, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. (laughs) I just can't listen. I can't do it. Yeah. You're like, who's preaching tonight? Oh, no, can't can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Got to find something else. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, that's what makes us beautiful and unique, right? Exactly. And God has us made that way for a reason because there's certain things that we're going to listen to and we're going to respond to. We connect in these ways. Um, But if you don't reach out and let people know that you're hurting, nobody's going to be able to help you. Right, right. And so this is what we're trying to say is if you need help, reach out, you know, and... First of all, the first step is reaching out to God. Yes, absolutely. That is absolutely the mm-hmm. first step. And then after you've reached out to God, you know, and asked him to put the right people in your path, then you reach out to people. Yep. But God is always your first stop. Oh, yeah. And he has a plan for your life, even though it may not feel like it every single day, even though you're exhausted and you know, you're working yourself and working yourself and you just see no end in sight sometimes. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your children's lives, your husband's lives, all of your family. And we just have to slow down enough to listen to him, to be able to hear his word Mm -hmm. speak to our hearts. 
and it's hard. It's not easy, but that's why you need a support system because iron sharpens iron and we were built for community. We were built to be a community of worshipers. That is what the church is. It is a body, you know, and one part of the body is not more important than the other. No. And we're stronger together. We are. Mm -hmm. We are. And so this is all coming from a very biblical standpoint that we're designed for community. We need to be there for each other and, and help each other. We're so much better. We function so much better that way. Yeah. And it sounds weird, but you actually feel good when you help somebody. I mean, sometimes I, I feel guilty because I'm like, should I feel this good? <laughs> you know? I, like, I think I feel better than the person I helped. But let me tell you that way. Your husband has helped us so much. He should be feeling awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> we are so grateful. You're, I tell him, him all the time, you're only as old as you feel. <laughs> He's like, today I feel really old. <laughs> And your husband too. I mean, talk about a servant, right? Because when you're a pastor, that's all you do is give, give, give. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He does give a lot. And and you do too, because you have to allow him to be away from the right. family during those periods of time. Yes. Yes. So it's exhausting, but it's encouraging to see, like you said, it, it feels good when you know you're helping somebody and they're receiving the help. Yes. And they're actually thankful. I mean, sometimes you're not going to get a thank you, oh, like, right. but you're still going to be like, okay, I, I know God wanted me to do that. I, I know I feel in my spirit that I'm good about this. And, and that, that's the whole thing with ministry. Ministry is helping people right. and helping them find Christ through our little actions of whatever we can do, right? however small or big it is. Right. And it's not just on Sundays. Right. That's right. It's old. I mean, I act the same way whether I'm in church or not in church. It's not, you know, just a couple of hours where I say, okay, I'm giving God this, this, this much t- time. Mm-hmm, this much time. And then I go do what I want. Yeah. No, it's, it's not checking the box. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually walking the talk. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and that's important, you know, because a lot of people do think it's just showing up. Right. And right. Like right now, I mean, people can't even really show up. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, some instances they can and some they can't, you yep. know. It's hard now. But it is. But now more than ever, I think is how we need, we Abs- need to show up in people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's a, a greater opportunity to do that because you have the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and services are online. So, I mean, even our church is like, have a house party, you know, invite people over and, you know, have a small group, do things like that. And even my husband, he kept, he keeps doing his men's group every Monday. They get together, you know, they're out in our makeshift barn right now. It's not done, but... <laughs> They're yes. outside, they're having their fellowship, they're doing their thing. And it's it's great. You need that. I got to tell you, I love that because to me, that feels like home church. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that it should be like yeah, from right. back in, when the disciples were doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's kind of like we're doing underground yeah. church. Yeah. Church right. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need the big building. We just no. need a community of yes. believers together to come alongside to worship, to right. worship God and to, again, come together to ask for help or what your prayer needs are and mm-hmm. just know what's going on in that person's life. Absolutely. So you can be that person they need to that, to that day, you know? Yep. So absolutely. 
I know Chris is doing a sermon on what the church is and a or sermon series about that. So again, it, it doesn't have to be in that building. Right. It's just no. the building. It's the people that make it's the church. The body yes, is exactly. the temple mm-hmm. of the church. Yep. Yep. So absolutely. You know, we need to, yeah, we need to respect the temple. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Which is our body. Mm-hmm. And um, just know that God is with us and in us, you know, and we lose sight of that a lot of times. We want to put it on a building and it's not in a building and it's not in a just an individual. Right. It's that body, you know, and Christ is the head of that body. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why it's important to look to him for direction because right. he's the brain of the body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going to direct you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, your feet have to do the walking and your ears have to do the listening. So, yes. yes. And that's difficult for people sometimes. Yeah. And I, and I get that. And I actually had that talk with my daughter the other day, getting lost in, you know, um, online and things like that. You know, I'm like, do we need to sing that song again? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. <laughs> and little ears, what you hear. Because <laughs> she's, she's so innocent. She doesn't get things. And I'll come by and I'm like, what are you watching? And she's like, oh, you know, just a YouTuber or whatever. And I'm like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's for your age group. Yeah. Let's turn that off and, you know, go do something else, you know. But that's the thing. As a parent, you've got to be aware of that stuff and, you know, know what your kids are doing. And sometimes she likes to go in her room and I'm like, what are you doing? You can't be in here for two hours by yourself because I need to know what you're doing. Right. I know you want your privacy. That's fine. Yeah. But I'm your parent right now. I need to know what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, especially nowadays, I didn't have, you know, we didn't have any of that as a kid. We were, we were playing with our dolls. Dolls and, and we're know. outside. Yeah, and, we're I outside mean, or, yeah, exactly. Uh, I I am, um, my jaw constantly hits the floor from the things that my 17 year old tells me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I am so clueless, mm-hmm. but he, you know, has no problem educating me for some reason. Nice. <laughs> no, mine does. She's it's, like, mom, don't look that up. <laughs> I'm like, Just I don't even bad. understand what he's saying half yeah. the time, oh, I know. you know? Yeah. And so I have to ask him to explain it. And then I'm sorry that I asked him You're to right. explain it. I'm like, I don't think I wanted to know that, but... You do realize you're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's... I think the best thing we can do for our kids is to raise them the absolute best that way that we can. Make yeah. sure that they do know God and right. that um, even if they stray away from it, you just keep praying for that child. Yep. Right. You know, and that goes for anybody. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Keep that communication with your kids too. Yeah, absolutely. They they may be scared to ask their parents for help. Right. You know, that's a big thing too. You know, stuff happens to their kid and they're like, I had no idea. And you're like, you're their parent. How did you not know? But it is so easy just to let them, you know, get lost, like I said, in that internet and their iPad or computer, or whatever they're using. And it's just their phone even. And it's like the kids are getting so much younger and younger using them. So it's just like you've got to be present in their lives and you have to get that relationship and that communication open from, you know, the very beginning. You know, I'm very blessed. My kids have no problem. Like you said, your your son tells you way too much sometimes. Yeah. And my kids always want to open up to me, you know, when it's bedtime. Right, of course. <laughs> so it's like, are you doing this because you don't want to go to sleep yet or are you just... You know, this is how you function and you just kind of wake up right before bed. I don't it's know. how they process. It, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> they need to process a little sooner. They have many processors. Yes, they do. <laughs> they, they get them all from us. They take all of ours. Yes. <laughs> That's why do. we have to process a little longer. <laughs> they took our memory. They, they sucked that out of us. I yep. call it a mom memory. <laughs> I like that. Yep. Yeah. Having a mom moment. They took my memory, so... I used to remember really well and then I had kids yep. and I right. was putting milk in the cabinet instead of the refrigerator. <laughs> and Chris was calling me at work and being like, why Where's is the it? milk in the cabinet? Oh, no. Great. It happens. Right. You're not alone. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your hearts tonight. It's been wonderful. And I would love to do this again with you guys. Absolutely. Yes. It was fun. It was thank fun. you. Yeah. I'm not too scared. No. <laughs> not with us anyway. No. no. <laughs> well, for those of you listening, um, you know, if you have um, a prayer request, feel free to either uh, send us an email at GodStoriesRadioTina at gmail.com uh, or you can send it just to GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. You can also put it on our Facebook page, uh, which is called God Stories Radio. <laughs> Um, I know we had a couple of unspoken prayer requests. So uh, all those of you who are listening, if you would just lift these individuals up and um, just pray for them. Uh, They need God's strength right now to be with them through whatever it is that they're going through. But if you would just lift these two individuals up, uh, we are keeping it anonymous. We're not stating names, um, but if you would just kindly pray for them. God knows who they are and that's all that's important um, is that he knows them and he's got them. And uh, so, like I said, if you have a a prayer request or a testimony, let us know and definitely smash the like button on Facebook and like our page because we love to get new likes. And I'm sorry I didn't have the likes, but normally um, Mikey does that. And so Mikey will be back next week and will definitely uh, give me the likes so that I can mention it. Anyway, that's all for now. I just want to thank you for joining us. We love you. God bless. This is your night, baby, and you got to be-